This episode is sponsored by La Taverna. That restaurant in Abuja where you don't finish the food, the food finishes you. A couple of weeks ago, I had like a breakdown mm. and I was talking to my elder sister who honestly is so responsible for the sort of human being that she's like the most incredible human being in the world. Mm. Shout out essay. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I was talking to her and I was complaining about how like I have never really felt conventionally beautiful. Like I've not been that person who like a guy would just walk up to like, wow. Mm. But then she also said, but if you also find that once the person actually starts speaking to you, there's almost nothing you can do to just like push them in way to, to burn. Be, yeah. And I honestly, it was still like, because I mean, like you want to be conventionally beautiful to an extent because pre-privilege yeah. is a thing, mm -hmm. you know? It is a thing. And being at this age, bruh, it is such a thing. Substance and depth, two of the most exquisite things, be it in a poem or in a person. My guest Efeoraka is one such person dripping with substance and brimming with depth. We begin side B talking about relationships and their not so obvious benefits. Not just romantically, but also platonic, parental and fraternal relationships as well. Then we talked about boundaries and her journey to saying no. We talked about seduction and the art of it. You see, Efe recently picked up the infamous book and that just led to all other kinds of insights and rabbit holes that we just explored, like Alice in Wonderland, pun intended. If you know the reference, you know the reference. Efe is really wise for her age and is on display over the next 30 minutes. Brace yourself. It is my hope that this special conversation catches you at the right time, at the exact moment you need it. If you've always been a fan of Efe's, then you'll be pleasantly surprised by her range, thoughtfulness, and bravery. If you're only just hearing about her for the first time, wait until you hear her sing. She really is magic. Do take out time to subscribe, share, and leave a review. All of that goes a long way. Also, follow the podcast on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content. My name is Rodney Omokache, and you're welcome to The Young God. By relating with other people, because you know, there's only so much you can do by yourself. Mm. You get, but it's by exposing yourself to different kinds of people, especially the opposite sex, that when they, you know, challenge certain things that you've always believed, when they upset you in ways that you never know you'd be upset, mm -hmm. when you're having, when you're talking about yourself and your story, and then you're not like revisiting those narratives, and you find in that conversation with that person, it changes, mm -hmm. so you learn something about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like people underestimate that. I always tell people to date, mm -hmm. you know, to put themselves out there just because you're doing, your, you're, you're learning about yourself in the process of, of building that. And it, it closes that gap because now in, in dealing with people and 
having shown your demons and seen theirs, mm -hmm. you learn, okay, you know, there's, there's nuances to these mm -hmm. things. There is, you know, I'm not perfect mm -hmm. and no one is like really bad. Mm -hmm. Things just don't work out. Like you learn in the, in the process of relating with people. Mm -hmm. But people who just like think that like they're so cool that, okay, uh, that, you know what, I only like date for marriage or I'm only like... <laughs> I am screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only date, like, I'm dating is only going to be marriage, or I don't, you know, have time to waste. Like, they don't say the, 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 the arrogance in that. I'm learning a lot also from relating with my parents, because for so long, I've seen my parents as my parents, but now I see them as people. And being, seeing my parents as people has been a deeply traumatic experience. Because then it's not just this is not just mom and dad anymore. Because these people were people before I came, before the thought of me was even conceived. They already had lives. They were already something, yeah. you know, and they will keep being something. So the the way I even get angry at them, the way I even love them, has radically Change. changed. Because now yeah. I'm not just loving them or getting angry because this is a parent like i'm seeing i wish they would see me as a person too hopefully we get there someday <laughs> no way we're gonna get there by the end of this year because i'm gonna do a few crazy things hey. but um <laughs> yeah it's 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 a very and it's, it's been rewarding you know mm. to be able to see them. that part that part that part that part hey People think you need to completely destroy your ego. You don't need to. Don't, it's yes. such an intrinsic part of you. If you didn't have an ego, you would think you're the same as a table. And how would that work? <laughs> no, you would think you would literally feel like you're a part of everything. Because I guess we're all connected, yeah? yeah? So not having an ego, like I could morph into you, right? Mm. But the thing is, you do need to be able to transcend some parts of yourself. So. Yeah negative because even the traits that are seemingly positive can also have negative undertones oh, yeah. i have been an overachiever for probably 20 years of my life and i thought that was such a great trait like oh yeah that's i just go there and i achieve mm. but then i realized where that came from and it came from childhood trauma mm. and then i was like okay yeah i need to do something about that i saw a post a couple of days ago where they were talking about good kids and how good kids have to sustain a particular image because they are so sensitive mm. to the plights of the older people around them and i resonated with that so much because finally getting to a point where i could actually say okay yeah i need to shed this it made me be able to create boundaries for so long i used to have a problem with saying no because I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. I thought that claiming time and space for myself would disturb other people. Mm -hmm. But now I'm learning to say no, and no has become my favorite word. Wow. At every opportunity now, I just say no. And I'm, it's so great. I'm a witness. I asked to bring a guitar. And I said no. And, and I was cool. And that's how it should be. Yeah. People should be okay with you saying no. And it took me a lot to realize that because the people in the spaces around me mm. were just never okay with me saying no. Like, what do you mean no? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. No. 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 No, 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 no. Yeah. Hey. My mind is telling me no. Oh, God. Can we just not? <laughs> I'm so sorry, but like, forget all this lamba. That guy now just, I'm so sorry. That guy now just red flag for me. <laughs> that guy triggers me so much. Mm -mm. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension.
whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath, in through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's resume. I'm sorry. The book is called Art Seduction. And I had to just like chill for a second. I was getting ahead of myself. Oh, I'm getting ahead of yourself. Mm-hmm. I would be there either, but I was 21 or 22. No, 22. I was the same, same age as you. Okay. When I when I read the book, I read it. Back to back, back to front, I read it again. Again, okay. Again, because... Um, but what do you take from that book? Wow, I take that seduction is not about sex. It's about social power. And it is a very interesting way to be able to see social power. Because I think when you read that book, you do start to notice seduction everywhere. It's very... Like, I think I've noticed it the most politicians now and public and even motivational speakers is such an interesting thing to to look at there's this guy on instagram that i love um, michael beckwith he's a spiritual leader and always on his page watching videos and stuff and i read that book and then i saw and to be fair a lot of people are not conscious that they are seducing to be fair but i read it and i was just like this is such an interesting thing to be able to pick up now yeah so um what, what do you take out of it and you apply your life now? Right now, I have, as of right now, I have not applied any of it. Like I said, I applied it in a myopic way before and it got me into trouble. Yeah. So I've, I think at some point, eventually, I will go back and reread the book and try to get a deeper understanding so that I know where there is a place for something or not. And, you know, understanding also that seduction is not just about like male and female relationships, even though that's what I was channeling it into, to be fair. So I guess when I read it again, this time not for that purpose because that was literally i was just like oh, yeah i just want to be able to talk to guys <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why i read the book honestly yeah. so i guess with more study for other things i will go back and apply because like i said it got me into trouble like i was just out here wilding you know and i was feeling myself i was like prayer i'm a bad bitch ew <laughs> but then oh when a few things happened i was just like yeah time out this is too much and in all my other relationships or in other parts of my life when I would speak to people, it was never like that because I had not learned to channel certain aspects of myself. But then seeing what channeling those things, what the reaction it got was, how it made people relate to me. And I think men are simple, but like they're quite complex as well. And there's one thing being a man, it's another thing being a heterosexual man. It's another thing being a Nigerian heterosexual man. Because you know, this country really gives you a very unhealthy type of main character syndrome. I think so. It really just, it's such a weird, I think there's just this like bubble, like this cloud. I always say this thing that Nigeria is not real. You cannot pay me to believe that Nigeria is an actual place. I think it's a state of mind. And I think that if we all collectively decide. 
up without this place existing, it would cease to exist. But all of us have to do that, and that's very difficult, obviously. I don't know if that makes any sense, but bruh, this country cannot. I refuse to believe that this country is a real place, especially because of the way I see a lot of people here think. What's you know? my brain? Yeah. So, <laughs> so generally with Nigerian men, you know, like we were saying before we started recording, flirtation almost always just equals sex. And I'm not trying to jump your bones, you know. So it it yeah it put me in quite a few sticky situations. I'm not gonna lie. You know? And like I said, as someone who also did not know how to set boundaries early. I had to run away as opposed to being able to stand my ground and say mm-hmm. no. I had to then circumvent and like hide and block someone and do this and, and ghost. ghost and all that stuff. So when I have a better understanding of myself, I will reread the book and reapply and see how that goes. One of the first points that the author makes in the book that just resonated with me is the idea that seduction is hugely a personality thing. That there's something in you Innately, yeah. that draws people mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. and also repels people, people from away. you. Yeah. Yes. And the book is saying like to figure that out and to hone it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that both the wrong parts yeah. and the good parts. And the good parts, yeah. And then and it, it just tells stories and gives situations of how um, mm-hmm. people have utilized different character traits that they have mm-hmm. to get what they want in the world. And then it just makes me re- realize that really, like, you know, they say God doesn't make mistakes, right? Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's one of those things that proves that because in each person there's something mm-hmm. in you that if you honed it and developed it. It could be a talent. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, it could be whatever. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many things, nuances to a person mm-hmm. that can make you infinitely attractive mm-hmm. to whether it's a man or a woman, a, man, yeah. a baby, even pets, even an animal. Yes. You get what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. And it, it, it helps you, like, not focus too much on the physical mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, like, when I was before I read the book, I was so focused on appearance and we like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a handsome guy, so like, yeah. let me really like play on that, play on that, yeah, and like, and stuff, you know, yeah. squeeze out every, every, you know, <laughs> every drop, <laughs> every drop, you know, yeah, to, mm-hmm. to to get this woman. But then I always thought to myself, if I should get into a fire or something, mm-hmm. and this is this this all this is gone, does that mean that I will cease to be me? Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah. That part. That's where self development comes comes in. That you start to like mm-hmm. figure out those things about yourself that are, you know, it. And now, as a, as, a, as an adult now, when I see women, you know, I'm looking more at mm-hmm. their their substance than than their physical. Like yeah. like I'm so yo thirst traps. Very rarely do I even like get moved. Like mm-hmm. like you feel like you've seen it all. Mm-hmm. You know, every now and then you see something that that you know stops in your tracks but for the most part you've seen it all mm-hmm. but then what I now like I'm, I'm tuned into now is when in, when intelligence or, mm-hmm. or wisdom or mm-hmm. sensuality frames that beauty mm-hmm. 
in a thing, in a way that beauty on its own can never, can never achieve. We interrupt this podcast with a message from our sponsor. You know one of my favorite things about La Taverna? Apart from the cozy interior, rooftop view, and quality cuisine? The chef. He's not only a pro at his craft, but he's also a solid dude. A solid dude who cooks good food. Not just solid character-wise, but also in physical size. When you visit, just ask for Chef Padre. If you're able to meet him, you'll understand. And while you're there, don't forget the 10% discount for listeners of the podcast who use the code THEYOUNGGOD. Check them out on IG at La Taverna Abuja and do show your support. ago I had like a breakdown mm-hmm. and I was talking to my elder sister who honestly is so responsible for the sort of human being that she's like the most incredible human being in the world shall I essay mm-hmm. but anyways <laughs> um yeah I was talking to her and I was complaining about how like I have never really felt conventionally beautiful like I've not been that person who like a guy would just walk up to like wow mm-hmm. but then she also said but if you do you also find that once the person actually starts speaking to you, there's almost nothing you can do to just like push them away to, to burn. Be, yeah. And I honestly, it was still like, because I mean, like, you want to be conventionally beautiful to an extent, because pre privilege is a thing, mm-hmm. you know? It is a thing. And being at this age, bruh, it is such a thing. I was sitting somewhere with one of my friends and um she's very light-skinned very like you know when somebody's beauty is just like Mm. shiny Mm. and this guy that i'd been eyeing throughout like every day i see him in school i always tell her what this guy Mm -hmm. do you understand because he's just so and it's not even because of his face he's just always so well put together i have a thing for men that just well put like not a hair out of place you look like you take your time before you leave your goddamn house because i find a lot of men don't they don't cream their legs. <laughs> Bro, I can be talking to a guy and I look down at his feet and that's the end. Because if you can't cream a part of your body, how are you going to take care of me? No, how? How? It upsets me so much. Like, I have a friend that would just say, uh, why would I cream my leg? Wouldn't I wear trousers? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> that's not the point of a moisturizer. What? But anyways, I was just talking about and she was like, ah, you guys are even all that. But then the day we sat down there, he came to speak to her. And she was not even trying to like turn his attention to me. And I was like, oh my God, don't. Because I hate being patronized. I just don't do that. Let's just free it. And that in a couple of instances, it got me to thinking like, why is this a thing? But now I'm more comfortable with, you know, just not being like that person that walks. I know, I can't lie. When I wear my heels, when I do my thing. When you get serious. Oh my gosh, it's just a sight to behold. I'm not even going to cap. But like on a regular day when I'm just walking around with sweatpants and slippers, like I'm not someone who someone would just walk up to and just be like, wow, you know. But, and it was, it was a lot for me to like come to terms with and understand. Like I cried because I was just like, I've just never felt conventionally beautiful. And in a world where beauty is currency it's kind of you know but yeah like i said it's it's one of those things i would have had too much power if i was just convinced like just right 
So God, he has a level of balance. I wouldn't have had too much power. It would have been tough for the other girls. Yo, yep. Yo. It would have been too much. Five, it would have been too much. Do you, do you ever feel like if there are certain things you could do, that is just Zero. You know, I feel like maybe I would have even been useless. Because I would, <laughs> no, honestly, because I would write so much. Because me, I'm one person that when I'm good at something, more I would do that thing. Yeah. So, like, I think if I was just like, wow, beautiful, shape, this, yeah. I would probably be in a nuisance because every other thing that God has added onto me would have just been, oh, let me find girls. So, so yeah. That's the secret of the, of the non-pretties. I don't like to say ugly yeah. or whatever. The, the secret of the non-pretties is having a sense of purpose. Something, yeah. something to do always beats something to look at. Yeah, Hands 100%. Down. So, I guess, in the end, you're, 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 you're what you attract, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. People that are shallow... Will, will just... And do you really want to be around shallow niggas? Exactly. Do you really want to do that? Exactly. Yeah. Like I get in my DMs, people always tell me that Rodney, the reason why I've not messaged you is because I just thought you were like you were out of my league. Do you know that's even a weird thing too? Because the whole time I was crying about not being conventionally pretty, one guy messages me and it's just like, oh wow, blah 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 blah. Like you just seem like there are a lot of guys, and I'm just like, what? Is that the vibe I give? It's like, yeah, you're inaccessible and you're just... And I'm just like, wow, that's not even intentional. Like, that's, yeah, been, that's one of the laws in the book. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm -hmm. So that's part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like that mystery, like that you say you like you like yeah, to... Yeah, and I love a good mystery. Yeah, yeah. You know, people... When people like... Another aspect of seduction, that, that, that book really points out that I feel like, you know, you might see this in your own life and I see mm -hmm. this a lot in my life is that mm -hmm. people see you in one way, right? And They're attracted to that. And another person sees you in another way. No, 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 not even that. Yeah. They get to know you, mm -hmm. and they see that you have this other dimension to you that even even makes them even fall like even more. more. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, example, I was doing the whole siren thing, right? Mm -hmm. Tone my voice a certain way. Like mm -hmm. to be fair, like because the book says about sirens, you don't have to dress sexy. You just have to have this air of like whimsicality mm -hmm. and magic. I mean, I am generally hey. whimsical, so yes. it works. Yeah. But then. I noticed that I also have the childlike persona too. Yes, you do. And then when I was talking to someone and I was getting very animated, and the person was just like, "Wow!" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yo. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I know, imagine me not using it. You get exactly. You, we're just talking about this, like yeah. good things, you know, mm -hmm. and then using it. Your selling points, really. But then the book also says, which is really dope, mm -hmm. that. For this to really like come out most naturally and to work in your favor, mm -hmm. you should apply these things with someone you actually like, that mm -hmm. you actually want in a way that, that mm -hmm. brings out that thing in you. In you. And yeah. not just waste it with, with you know with meaningless things. Yeah. That's what I really like about the book. Like it, it, it advises that, like I said, great power comes with responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then just for your own peace of mind, because imagine like you said, you were getting into trouble, you're using those things in ways that was at some point it wasn't right. helpful. What do you think the best version of yourself is? Mm -hmm. But like by the time you like mature and add on years mm -hmm. and you've developed all kinds of things, like what, what do you think? Have you seen what that, what that could be like? Bro, I just always see like a very, very, very big stage. 
like a huge stage. A stage that right now I know one day I will fill up the seats. But from right here I'm just thinking how, but I know it's like it's like an MSG type stage. Yeah, it's like New York Eve ball drop thingy bob type stage. And I don't know how the hell it's gonna happen. But I feel it very deeply in the pit of my stomach that it's gonna happen. Let me give you a piece of advice and yeah. a piece of advice to anyone listening about how this thing works in life, right? Mm -hmm. So, like right now, it might seem like time is passing by, mm -hmm. and you know what you envision for yourself is not coming to fruition, and you feel like you're running out of time, and mm -hmm. like everyone else is getting it but you and everything. Mm -hmm. First, Rihanna's album. There's a song there Crazy called... Crazy you'd call her. That is my... Mm. And the spirit. Man. She has a song in there that's, that it's called Wait Your Turn. Mm. One, two, everything in its time. And three, which is the most important thing here, is that when you've taken a lot of time, like, to build and to, you know, to get to that point, mm -hmm. when things hit, it's usually like, you, you like enter the fast lane. Mm -hmm. Everything starts to happen all at uh -huh. once. So you could have all these your dreams mm -hmm. come true in the period of like 18 months. Mm -hmm. Like you wouldn't even believe it. It's just to let you know that all you need is one shot, one chance, one yes, mm -hmm. and everything That's can it. change. doesn't matter whether you get it now at 22, mm -hmm. whether you get it at 30. Mm -hmm. But if you're true to who you are mm -hmm. and your craft and you, know, you want it bad enough, you know, mm -hmm. because the way the universe works, like test, it's always testing you. You think you want something bad enough. Uh, here's some setbacks. Chop this one. Chop this one. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you if you're not built for it, once once something hits you, you just you just break, you just fall. Collapse. You know, so does your does the pressure turn into a diamond? Does does it bust pipes? You mm -hmm. understand? Mm -hmm. That's really what I, I believe the universe is always trying to do. Like you're always and that's the thing with people like like you and I who like believe in themselves to some degree. It's like how dare you? Sometimes like mm -hmm. how dare you? So you're now put in positions where you where you have to prove, show you're working, that you are what you say you are. Mm -hmm. And when you pass the test, mm -hmm. you get everything and more you back. Yeah. You know. So I guess in that way, it gives it can it gives one like solace. It gives one mm -hmm. like some inner strength, and that's where like it comes from. Sometimes like something happens, and you gotta like force yourself to see that this is like testing you in some way, or there's something you're supposed to learn. And in that way, it helps you like overcome it, the yeah, setback. You see your challenges with joy. Yeah, but once you don't have that, once you just once you fall every time that something doesn't work out the way you then maybe never even really wanted it that bad. Mm -hmm. And even those who get it easy, who seem to have gotten it like the moment they tried, their own test will come. Yeah. At some point. Eventually. You know, because <laughs> like look, look at Bieber, you know, my mm -hmm. nigga blue, and then at mm -hmm. some point he's like. to just. Oh. The pressure was 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 crazy. Was crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, and he had to like. That's why some guys fall off. Yeah. You know, when they get to that point, but you don't want to. You don't want to be the guy that, that falls off. You wanted to, to have it and sustain it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes going through things like this now, like that, you know, those those ups and downs, it steals you. You understand what's important. So, it's really just right there. Like the secret to your your elevation is really in, in the things you go through. That part. That part. That part. That part. Hey. This was very interesting. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had like any interview s type thing that I've actually been asked questions. It's always just like, oh, when did you start music? How are you feeling today? What's your favorite food? And it's just like, okay. 
But this was this was pretty good. Thank you. I know, you. right? Yeah. That's that's what we do here. Yeah. And Thank this you. is the young god. Do follow the podcast on IG at the Young God Pod and Twitter at I'm the Young God for more God level content. New episodes drop every Saturday at midnight, so do subscribe and do share. I'm your host, Rodney, and I wish you a blessed day and a blessed mind. Rodney, out.